Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, episode 38 today, 38 straight weeks. We're all proud of it here. And today we have on our good friend and Michigan marijuana activist legend, Josie Scoggin. Josie, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to get into it. First, let's introduce Kevin over at Chew Cannabis, uh, all decked out in his Lions gear. What's up, Kevin? Not much, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Super Good. excited. Got my uh, my social equity uh, application approved today from the state, so 35% reduction in my administrative fees. So today's nice. a good day. It is. It is. Uh, that's what it, uh, I'd like to hear that. Need yeah. more of that. And then Tom Beller over at Real Leaf Solutions, donning hey. his uh, cap hat again. Uh, how's it going, Tom? Things are great, except for the uh, the snow. Yes, it's snowing Snow. here in Kalkaska. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful down here. Yeah. So, cool. So, Josie, I want to get, like, just so everyone knows, Josie, uh, early on in, in Michigan marijuana, uh, Josie's pretty legendary. She was the first pediatric patient in the history of the state of Michigan. And I'm looking forward to her talking about that. And then I first became aware of Josie uh, when I got out of, of prison at the end of 15 and MI Legal I was, was getting going and they were kicking off and all of a sudden here's this young girl uh, speaking, traveling the state and, uh, and talking and I, and, and I, uh, that's, I, was like, who, I was like, who the heck is this and uh, how is she so good at what she's doing, Josie? I remember thinking you were, you were jamming, you were passionate, you were perfect uh, as far as uh, for everything to, to help us uh, lead us into legalization and you carried the torch big time uh, at, at the beginning of the first semi-legalized campaign. That's how I remember you. And in the meantime, you know, like all the all this has passed. You've stayed stayed active, and you founded Sons and Daughters United, uh, which which is awesome. Um, I know I first became aware of that because uh, you first worked with Ashley Duvall uh, uh, to go see her dad, and I was um, and I was in prison with Jeremy Duvall and real intimate with the case and knew what was all going on, and um, it was uh, it was great to see. So now, uh, now we're here, and uh, the Sons and Daughters United is teaming up with the Redemption Foundation and some great law firms, and we're going to be kicking off the Great Lakes Expungement Network that coincides with the Clean Slate Act. So we're going to ask you about that. But first, Josie, I'll shut up now. Why don't you uh, tell everybody a little bit about being the first pediatric patient, why you're so such an activist, and uh, why everybody should know about you. <laughs> I did pay Ryan to say all those nice things about me, so um, I'll start there. I got my medical marijuana card when I was 14. It was 2010 when we finally, or 2009 when we finally got it. Um, I remember 2008 when we voted it in. Obviously, I couldn't vote. I was in seventh grade, um, eighth grade, and um, my mom was. We were just flabbergasted. Also, we live on the Indiana state line, so we thought we were gonna be smoking brickweed. Like we had no idea um, medical marijuana or or the oils or anything that was going to happen. And at the time, 
and even now, the state makes your parents be your caregiver if you're a minor patient. Um, and so what that means is that my mom, who is also disabled, um, had to learn how to grow marijuana and also had to learn how to dose it herself. Um, there were, and you'll hear about some dispensaries that were popping up uh, very quickly. I mean, we thought weed was legal, so we were pretty crazy about it. Um, and the, I remember driving out in 2010, it was like snowing out to Ann Arbor to the only dispensary ever, which was which was Third Coast. Um, and they, something that consistently I think about is, is just um, how far we've come in terms of products. Um, so my mom was making these uh, witchcraft, what we would call witchcraft. She would make lotions and tinctures and um, she literally had me eating stems, like literal stems, call the services, right? Um, but at the time I was coming off of fentanyl suckers I was in seventh grade when I was diagnosed. My mom um, had spent about 40% of her life in the hospital. Uh, we both had the same disease, but we're the only person uh, in our family that does. My mom was misdiagnosed um, and given a timestamp of 18 years old. Um, she's told she's never gonna have children. And by the time she was 19, she had me. Um, she told the doctors that she could swear that I was disabled, that I was developing weird, that I was stiff, that I was moving differently um, than the other kids. And the doctors did a blood test and said that I was fine. Um, I continued to play softball and basketball and soccer and things like that for several years until about seventh grade. It was a two week process of me not being able to walk. Well, I haven't walked since 2007. Um, which isn't, you know, obviously the worst thing, but it, it was an extremely painful process. During that time, I was given fentanyl pops and a lot of other crazy stuff. Um, my mom's reported using medical marijuana since the 90s. She's, once it became legal, the doctor sat me down and was like, Josie, do you want to start um, using medical marijuana? And I was like, God damn it, these guys tested me. I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> and um, he, here in Michigan, you have to have two people, two paid, two doctors, which is hard for a lot of us, um, especially when you're doing something for chronic pain and you don't have cancer or seizures. And then even more so when it's 2009 and there, you know, people like Charlotte Fiji hasn't been out on, and uh, Sanjay Gupta's thing wasn't out yet. And people were really pretty spectacal about my mom. Um, and so... He also knew, had already talked to one of my other doctors. They both signed it, and my mom started growing marijuana. Um, I consistently use medical marijuana. I'd say recreationally, too, now. Hey! Um, but medically, um, throughout my pregnancy, and I was trained by ASA in 2010, and I went and did a whole bunch. That's 100% of where all of my opportunities really came from, is working directly with Americans for Safe Access. I'm visibly disabled, and um, I'm young, so I, I did fit a lot of the profiles that they needed. Um, we started Sons and Daughters United, and I, I do talk a lot, so I do apologize about that. Um, when the oil bills came through, and we were protesting the fact that people had to smoke marijuana. They were no longer allowed alternative forms, at least according to the um, to the state's court system. Um, and that's where I met Ashley DeWell and we have worked together to create this prisoner support program. Um, throughout my work with, with cannabis in, in, in within the industry, reform industry as a whole, um, I've just been really in the right place. And I think that I have a passion for Michigan that really goes unfounded. So I, me and Ryan are both in the same thing where Michigan has 
the best weed, more coastline, we grow more apples. This is the place we want to invest in. We have the best medical marijuana, well, no, we have the best recreational marijuana um, bill in history, and we have a fantastic close-knit cannabis industry, um, which is 100% successful or responsible for the successes we've had, um, both for my legalized and also at Sons and Daughters, maybe for redemption too. Without a doubt, Josie, and uh, you know you get you so many more stories uh, you you can uh, you can tell, and um, I know you've been kind of uh, laying low a little bit, and a lot of the new new people in the last two years might not know about all that history, so that's why I'm excited that people get to hear about it. But um, why don't you uh, kick off and uh, talk about the the Great Lakes Expungement Network that we're doing, uh, the the legal team involved, what it's evolved, and then. Uh, I know Tom and Kevin, and I've got some questions about it after that. So excited about this. So, oh, I did grow, I grew up in Benton Harbor, you know, represent. Um, and I have historically, there's no shortage of um, criminal injustice around here. There's no shortage of criminal injustice here in the state of Michigan as a whole, um, regardless of what region you're living in. And things like, equal opportunity for housing or employment just aren't accessible. Um, and so when Ryan and I got together, we had this, Ryan had this idea, um, can you find me an attorney to start doing some expungements in Southwest Michigan? And I'm not, I mean, there's debate on whether or not he said start an entire expungement program, but um, we did. And what we found is this isn't the Great Lake Expungement Network is more than just Redemption Cannabis and Sons and Daughters United. Um, there are so many people who care about second chances or third chances or fourth chances um, or who believe that if you did your time you for your crime, then that should be it. Um, and so the barriers of expungement are so high. Only about 6.5% of people who are eligible actually get their records expunged within five years of being eligible to do so. Now, a part of that is all of these crazy circles that you have to hop through, but another part is if you call an attorney for an expungement, it's about $2,000, um, and it's never, ever a guarantee, with the exception of some of these new marijuana, misdemeanor marijuana crimes. Um, so we've contracted some of the best attorneys in the state. Ooh, I'm so excited about it, including Covert Law. And Covert, Josh Covert is a man who will travel the world um, for to see justice. He has always been our legal director here at Sons of Daughters United. His mom um, was a cannabis user as well, and he supports that level of it. Um, I think that it's always been about family and keeping people connected in that way. Uh, Josh is going to about, I think, 50 something counties without within his firm um what that means is we will go just about anywhere in the state of michigan we can connect you with somebody however if you're an attorney um and you're interested in doing some expungements we're obviously paying um fair market value for it hit us up we can work together um we are looking for some partners in this in the network as well um and I think something else that I wanted to highlight for Kevin here is you can get your stuff expunged and still be valid and still be eligible for this um, social equity. So we would like to help with that. I mean, any kind of cannabis um, injustice or, or crimes that you have been charged with, we can do that. Um, we can also help with some other stuff. So I guess if Ryan wants to talk about that a little, we can. 
Well, yeah, I'll, I'll let the guys ask some questions on that, too, but uh, I got some more stuff to talk about, too. Kevin, you have a question? Well, go ahead, Ryan. If you want to talk about some expungement a little bit more, that's cool. Um, my question's unrelated, so uh, if you guys want to carry on with that, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Well, another one of the other uh, attorneys that we, we work with, and so just so everybody knows, uh, uh, you know, Sons and Daughters uh, United's uh, address is uh, in Lansing and Old Town, and, and so is mine, same building, and we're both in Clover Law, so... Um, for the people out there that have been doing the politics for years in Lansing and have spent some time over here, um, it's awesome. It's uh, it's a great place, and and I'm really proud to be located on this. And it's not final yet, but we might be moving just down the street into a brand new, beautiful building. And uh, all the people out there that come visit Lansing are really going to enjoy their time with us now. So uh, exciting news. But besides that, I want to give a shout out to Josh Colbert and, and the law firm. But Barton Morris is going to be helping with us on that, and Barton's. Martin's involved with a lot of the other things that the Redemption Foundation is doing, and, and he's always there, and a uh, very talented attorney with a great firm, and he never um, says no when it comes to helping. He always helps, so we're excited about that, but, you know, like, the big concern is, like, in Ingham County, we have a great prosecutor here who's actually going to be on the show in a couple weeks, Carol Simon. She's not going to she's not gonna go against you uh, if, if you were convicted in, in Ingham County. You're still going to have to go through the paperwork, and we can help with that but like what about livingston county that's why i target and then also i targeted southwestern michigan at first because you know it's tough down there with Berrien and cass and st joe and some of those those prosecutors are don't want to hear that so we're here to help so my idea when i called josie was like we need to help those off the bat and we have some great cannabis companies that want to help out and we'll pay for this and we've raised about twenty thousand already um, it's not going to be an issue when we can say, here's 50 people that need to be expunged. If you give us this much money, you're going to, you can, you know, you're going to be able to concrete say, uh, and hold it. I just helped 20 people clear their records. That's what I did for my social equity. So, um, really excited about it. We're going to have a little press release next week and it kicks off April 11th in conjunction with the clean slate act. So anyone that wants to help, we're excited about it. Uh, Jamie Lowell is also an advisory member of the redemption foundation. He's helping uh with this project so people listening to that you can always contact jamie as well so yeah yeah okay. you know there's a yeah, lot of so a lot of attorneys that really have right. piggybacked on the marijuana thing uh as they transitioned over from you know being uh you know uh, custody attorneys or whatever else they were doing prior to this uh it'd be great if we could get all of them on board to to do some of the uh, pro bono work that that we've got coming in front of us it's the right thing to do um you know uh I think it's great that that we're at a point where we can actually start to give people a second chance for something that, to me, has been so hypocritical over time. Um, I think it's awesome that uh, I was able to get my reduction on the social equity thing. I mean, can you imagine uh, 10 years ago that somebody would be giving you some sort of credit for being a convicted marijuana uh, a criminal? You know, so uh, s small baby steps. But um, Josie, I wanted to, um, to talk to you a little bit. Um, you know, I remember you from your, your Senate testimony. Um, I was always there and I would always see you there. Um, I don't know that we officially ever met while, while you were giving your testimony, but I wanted to ask you, um, since we've gotten this legislation passed and things are, you know, on the, on the mend, uh, how has things been for you? Have you, have, have, has your accessibility been better? Have you, have you been able to, to, to try different products? What, how does, how has things uh, changed since, since 2009 for you? Well, um, so I have a progressive disease, so I'm consistently getting worse. 
I, my, I, as Ryan mentioned, I have been pretty absent from the movement. I birthed my daughter five years ago now. I don't know if anyone can believe that. But, Congratulations. Um, and through that, I lost about, thank you. She's fantastic. Totally worth it. Um, I did lose about 90% of my range of motion. I've uh, consistently been in a wheelchair since then. Um, I also breastfed my daughter for four years, so I didn't use any opioids during that time. Um, in terms of my access to to medications, um, it's been I've had a fantastic caregiver for a very long time, and he gave up his caregiver license um, to start a grow because the state made him. <laughs> um, and so that was difficult for me. It's difficult to find, um, and I think this is something that we struggled with, everybody struggles with, is finding a good, solid caregiver that can give quality meds. Um, and so that was difficult for me to find that. Um, and now that I do have a really good caregiver, uh, things are very well for me in terms of uh, by managing my mobility in a way that is um, functional, but also, um, I think that when I go to events or I see somebody, somebody's always trying to give me a new product, like trying to heal me, um, which is great. You know, I'll, I'll take whatever you got, but it hasn't happened yet, Kevin. I mean, <laughs> um, I did find that with the new development of just new science, you know, um, I've been eating, oh God, this is, everybody always makes fun of me for eating like raw, um, diamonds and stuff like that but i do consistently eat like concentrates and not just rso because i think rso tastes like crap and i want some terpenes in my stuff um and so i'm consistently eating it it's the only thing that makes me sleep i was without a good caregiver for like a year and a half and so things are really good for me now physically well i'm, I'm glad things are on the on the up and up for you i apologize you know, on behalf of the entire community for, for letting you down in those times when you needed things, you know, because uh, we, we, we try to be there for everybody, but you know that there's, it's, it's hard, you know, uh, we're, we're all human. And so uh, I, I apologize on, 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 on our no behalf way. for that. No, 20% of Americans are disabled. Um, it's impossible to provide for everybody, but also being disabled makes people uncomfortable. Like right now, uh, I'm sorry to make you, um, there's not spaces for us to exist, and this might not be the podcast to talk about that, um, but there's not spaces for us to be to exist in the legal market. And what I mean by that is, um, the average person on SSI, if you're born disabled, you don't get to make money into the system, you don't pay taxes, makes $784 a month. There's no way they can show up and be a part of these, um, these meetings, they don't have the capital, they don't have this, they don't have that. Um, but let's be real, these people that are disabled, whether they be visibly disabled or not, were the stepping stone for recreational marijuana, right? So how many places do you see dispensaries that hire disabled people, visibly disabled people, or non-visibly disabled people? How many businesses do you see? How many people on dating websites do you see? It makes people uncomfortable, and I think that having this conversation also is probably uncomfortable, but apologizing for um, the, the market not being there is, is totally not your fault. Um, 20% of Americans are disabled, and I think that that is a conversation worth having. And also, disabled people are at the forefront of drug policy reform all of the time. 100% of the time. They use um, us as a platform, but I don't really see us benefit when it goes and becomes legal in that way. 
Yeah, I, you know, I guess my thing is, is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm anti-pharmaceutical in the sense that, you know, we've done a terrible job pushing those on onto people when there's other alternatives like marijuana out there. So I, I'm, I'm apologizing, apologizing on behalf of society that that we're in this situation because it's it's a bunch of crap. You know, I, I've done my best. I know Tom has and Ryan has to take care of as many patients as I can. Um, I've had cancer patients that I've given free medicine to for going on five years, you know, and I'll continue to do it as long as I can. Uh, but uh, yeah, it wasn't, you know, I, I just want you to know that, that we, we care about you. We know that you uh, have been an integral part of, of what's going on with, uh, with marijuana in Michigan. Um, and so, uh, you know, and hearing that, that you had some struggles, it's, it's, it's not nice to hear. So we, we, we want to we do better as a society for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do appreciate that, Kevin. And you know, <laughs> well, really, the a lot of the issues coming from the regulated market is that we are our hands are tied in so many ways that we can't. Like a classic example, I don't know if people know that you have when the testing facility comes and tests a batch, they have to take. 0.05% of the batch. So that could be up to right now, now that batches are 50 pounds, that could be over two ounces. And they don't need that much to test the whole batch. And so they end up with an excess. And I've had conversations with labs like, hey, how do we um, start a program that takes the excess from these, you know, from testing, obviously the past state testing, to donate it to um, people that can't afford their medicine by going to these provisioning centers and they can't they can't pay these these fees and to offer that up and took it all the way to the state and it was uh, no you can't do that and so we're hamstringed on a lot of levels from what kind of assistance we can actually provide and until we can change things at a um, you know at a state level then you know, it really it's up to the caregivers to to take care of people and unfortunately as we all know there's a, a war against caregivers going on that, that's still happening unfortunately and you know that's something that needs to be addressed and us as a regulated um uh business we are really limited on on any type of assistance we can actually do and it's very difficult coming from a place of compassion that's why you got into it in the first place was to provide medicine and now we the doors closed on us to provide that and it's like we have you know we're a key factory you know we can we can provide tons of rso and you know that but we can't so i mean somebody needs to organize and i know that the caregivers are getting organized too but um to, to provide a network for people that uh, you know that don't have access. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, and uh, there is something. Um, one thing we can talk about talking about that RSO, Tom uh, Redemption is going to be coming out with strain specific RSO in about two weeks, and uh, in conjunction with Driven Grow, and we're really going to be looking um as is an almost as a non-profit to where we're going to be able to set where patients can come to certain stores and get that in their area for a penny or something so um i'm going to talk to everyone about that it's going to be exciting i'm sure there's going to be a lot of great great goers that would want to participate in that um so 
Um, awesome on that. So Josie, Absolutely. tell me, tell me about uh, what got you into MI Legalized. It's my first uh, real strong memories of you is when uh, I was elected there. So I don't know if you know that or not. I know you were elected. Yeah. Um, and there was I, my job. My role originally was I'm at Sons and Daughters United. Um, we're going to talk about the children. You know, that's truly. How can we make a safer, more regulated Michigan for the next generation? And that was really originally my goal. Um, and so I sat down and I had all of these just geniuses. It was really awesome to be a part of this team. And I was setting up the meetings. Um, we didn't have someone to answer the phone calls originally. So I was answering all the phone calls. And so every once in a while you'll hear like calling on the on Planet Green Trees or something saying or Jazz Cabbage talking about how I called him one day at eight o'clock at night. It was like, let's get you involved in cannabis, whatever. And he'll tell this story and it's very flattering for me. Um, but it, w it was literally my dream job was to just, my black friends were being arrested all the time uh, for nothing. And I was like, sell I was like selling them weed and like I wasn't getting in trouble, but they were being taken from the same spots. Um, Anyways, and so I had a lot of experience in terms of um, just connecting with the people in the community, calling them back and getting connected. I was a volunteer coordinator up until I got pregnant, um, and my pregnancy was very hard on me. I didn't do very well throughout it, um, and I didn't return back to my legalized in that role um, because of it. And so I did, let's see, my first involvement with politics actually sucks so much. I hate talking about this, was in 2008 when um, emergency managers were in my city. And so we, I participated in a petition campaign to remove emergency managers from the city. And it won, it went to the state, people voted on it, it won. And then the freaking governor said, no, that's not it, really. And then just passed a law where it was law now. Um, and it was my first involvement with, with politics in that level. And so it had kind of been Josie versus Shooty or Snyder since then. Um, and so it was kind of also a personal situation for me at that point. Um, there was just a series of things that were happening. My friends were being arrested for no freaking reason um, other than they were running cannabis businesses or growing cannabis within state law. Also, people were being harassed over here. So we have, um, all of our media comes from Indiana, which is, I don't know if it's good or not, but what's good for here is good for Indiana policy. Um, and so one of our sp specific prosecutors, um, Victor Fretz is famous for being a part of SAM and he's a very big anti-marijuana speaker. He donated like a huge chunk of his policy to the anti-marijuana campaign this year. He does these art, these science things in the library about kids doing drugs. He's just really awful. Um, but we were doing a petition campaign in Benton Harbor, which is not even his county. Um, and he did a very terrible damaging article on it. Um, And it kind of just paved the way. So if you don't know, Cass County is where the famous Rainbow Farms is and, and the deaths of um, Tom and, of, Tom and, uh, of Rowley and, and Tom. 
Still, Vandalia is not really a great place to be in terms of clockwise. Um, when I left my legalize and we did the second time around, I just petitioned. Um, and it's, you know, I lived in the south side of Kalamazoo. I still, if I go to the grocery store, they'll be like, hey, are you that girl that made me sign that marijuana petition? Because I'm very visibly obviously am. <laughs> we could go right now and find somebody that would be like, hey, that lady registered me to vote. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was the most fun I ever, I did was when I did the street team stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm a talker. That's the worst quality, right? No, it's great. <laughs> it's great for the show. Um, it's great for the show. So what, what's, uh, as far as with the expungement stuff that we're doing, like, tell us a little bit about the react. I know we barely have announced it, but Ooh. tell, tell everyone what's going on and, and yeah, how so they excited. can, and how can people get connected that are listening? Do we actually have people, um, that are in Jackson prison and different jails now are listening to the show. They reach out to me. It's a pretty cool audience. And then a lot of the people is, uh, you know, marijuana, uh, businesses, oh. but, but go ahead and, uh, tell us. Yeah. Can I just pop in real quick with sons and daughters? If you're watching this and you know anybody that's in jail sure. or you're in jail or you have a loved one that you want to be connected to, we pay for that. So we can pay JPay payments. JPay payment is my preferred way to pay you guys. I mean, honestly, um, we can help with video calls and phone conferencing. If you're set up for travel, traveling in your facility, which a lot aren't, we can do travel expenses as well. And that includes hotels and foods um, because we want you guys to stay connected. So sonsanddaughtersunited.org. It is our family connection grant. It is totally open and available. Please apply to it. Um, and then if you've got some old stuff that you want to expunge, let's do it. So as Ryan mentioned earlier, we do have um, Barton Morris on team, and he is a super smart, super fast attorney, but he's also the guy that's been doing Expungement Week in Michigan, so he is truly the OG, and I'm super excited to have him on board, and Michigan's weird, and it's really weird because I live way over here, um, but these four, these three counties, Macomb, Wayne, and Oakland County, account for 40% of the whole state, um, and so it's hard for me or my friends in Antonagon and the UP to understand that 40% of everything is really in that Metro Detroit area. And I know my friends who are from Detroit will be mad that I include Oakland and Macomb um, in the Metro <laughs> Detroit area, but that's what it is for everybody else. Um, also, we're expunging records in Flint. We're expunging records in Grand Rapids. We're doing it in Kalamazoo. We're doing it here in Benton Harbor. We're doing it in Jackson as well. Um, and here's what it looks like. So you'll fill out a paper. It takes about four minutes until it asks us what your name is. Um, so I can search you in the database and give it to the attorney so he can make sure. Also, you've got to be truthful about what, how many out-of-state out stuff you have. Um, it cost me a lot of money to run a FBI background check. You can just be honest with me. It'll be cool. Um, we can get it done. And then we'll get you fingerprinted. You do have to go to the sheriff's department to get fingerprinted at least twice a day now. I argue with somebody about, yes, I understand that your fingerprints don't change. Yes, I understand that you did this already. It's just a hoop to jump through. I mean, if it was easy, it wouldn't have been presented by our lawmakers. So... You'll go there, $15, get your fingerprints. We pay for that, 100%. We'll pay for that, get it done. Uh, you have to make an appointment to do it. 
then you just wait. I mean, we'll set up an actual retainer agreement. It'll be just like you hired this guy for $2,000, although we will, you know, cover your fees for it. Aside from that, um, you, once you get your expense rate, you'll be able to do lots of cool stuff, like legally tell people that you uh, were never convicted of this crime. So when I say people, I mean employers, um, maybe the license bureau, but I don't mean the judge because they can still see that stuff. And so we do have a full list of what does expungement mean. And maybe saying set aside the record, um, like the state of Michigan does, might make more sense. So it does take it off the public record for people who are searching it, like me, but it won't take it off if for people who are searching it, like the correction facility or um, for certain licensings, like teaching. But What's happening is people have these marijuana car charges. They, maybe they sold their cousin three joints back in 99, and now they can't go to their daughter's uh, after-school dance because they have a felony or they have a misdemeanor or whatever it is. Um, and the stories are not isolated. I mean, everybody is being arrested and charged with ridiculous things. And one more thing to point out before uh, we move on from here is that if you were, let's say you were charged with uh, usage, but you pled to disturbing the peace, we'll still pay for that. I mean, the whole thing, a lot of people do get 7411s, which is just an expungement, um, but a lot of people also plead to something else so that they don't lose their license in that uh, for that six month period. And if you did that, we will expunge it. There's also about 1300 new um, things you can expunge here in the state of Michigan. You know, uh, shout out to our legislators for really doing what is revolutionary here. Hey, so, Josie, Josie what, what does the, the timeline time look going? like, um, <laughs> Tom? Uh, same question. Same right. question. Uh, what's the timeline look like from start to finish? Are we are we going to be at a point at some point where we can have like a Saturday event where we can get? 800 people expunged in a weekend or is this something where we have to file paperwork and go in front of a judge and set court dates how, how does that look so um in a pre-covid world we would do a big event and get all of your stuff ready uh but you still have to go to a police department and get fingerprinted so it's not as easy as just doing that and then you will still have to go to court so for misdemeanor uh, marijuana crimes, anything that would be legal today, so two and a half ounces or less, usage, paraphernalia, uh, maybe you had some stems underneath your car seat and the cop looked in there and got you for it. Um, improper transport, Jesus Christ. If you have an improper transport thing, you can already really get it done, but let's just expunge it here, you know? Like, what the heck? I have so many friends with that. Um, you can't expunge things like driving while intoxicated, OWI, or anything weird, like no abuse cases, no um, sexual stuff, or something, nothing that is... There are some violent crimes you can expunge, we can talk about that. Uh, but to qualify for our program, you must have at least one cannabis church, because uh, this is cannabis companies that are funding it. Um, we don't know how long it's gonna take. So what we're waiting for is some new forms. They are, they will really tell us um, what the timeline looks like. Also, typically on a typical non 
that COVID situation, it would be about three months. So I did put in some testers and our, one of them, we put it in at the beginning of March or maybe the last week in February. And his, uh, uh, not his appointment, his court date is the first week of June. So that's super fast. Uh, but also there's going to be about 1300 new offenses that you could expunge on the 11th. And so we're expecting courts to get a little jammed up with it. Yeah, that's great. Yep. I, you know, I was going to, sorry, Ryan, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, that's great. I'm, I'm glad we're seeing some of that. Um, I was going to mention that I think I hold the record for the least amount of marijuana ever being charged with documented at 0.05 grams. So, you know, some of these things, it's like they, that, that held me back in, in 2000. Uh, nine, I tried to buy a FedEx route and they did a background check on me and nine and a half years ago I had a possession of marijuana and they disqualified me from buying the uh, the FedEx route. So um, no, glad to see that. I think that uh, it's really going to help people out. So I'm glad you're doing this, Josie, taking the bull by the horns as as per usual and uh, and making a charge. So we appreciate it. We, we do appreciate it, Josie. That's a great summary. And uh, some of us uh, got some hard outs and uh, I know we could talk all day. We're super excited. Everybody uh, definitely be listening next week with some announcements. And uh, first, I want to let everybody uh, say goodbye and any final thoughts. Tom over at Real Leaf up in the snow. <laughs> well, first, I want to thank you so much for everything that you've done and keep, you know, keep fighting the good fight. You're an awesome bundle of energy and light it's it's great to see people helping other people and you know and just putting everything they have into it i can really appreciate the fact that you're smoking a hog leg right now that's big joints just like ryan likes to roll um and also when these expungements are finally um actually happen on the regular we're i can i know i can speak for quite a few people that we're, we're really looking forward to having a much larger pool of uh, potential employees to bring in because we cannot, as you know, we cannot hire people with pre prior convictions. And, and most of those people are probably the most qualified for the jobs that we need done. And it's about time. We can't wait for that to happen. And uh, I keep saying we need to have a network that funnels people towards um, our door you know, once they're expunged and they're looking for, for a job, you know, we're here. That's a good idea, actually, uh, Tom. Maybe we can make that part of our, our deal. I'll talk to Josie about that uh, off off camera. Please. Cap right. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's a good point. You know, you're not all rack. You're, you're med and rack. And the med law sucks at that point. Their legislators wrote it, so... What do you expect? Uh, all right, Kevin, over at uh, uh, True Cannabis, uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I just want to kind of echo what Tom said. Um, you know, Josie, we're super appreciative of all the, the work. I think at the time you may not have known how integral it was for you to be up there testifying at a young age, and, and uh, it was imperative, and it, and it got us to where we are today. Uh, I'm glad that you're continuing to push forward with your advocacy. It's making a, a, a big impact. And so uh, congratulations on the progress you're making, and uh, I wish you luck in the future moving forward. So, Awesome, Kevin. And Josie, any final thoughts for the audience? Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me out here. And I hope that when I come to Kalkaska that you guys will, Kevin will definitely, that you guys will definitely, uh, show me around because I don't get there very often and um, please go to our website apply for our grants um, please get your stuff expunged get your grandma's stuff expunged get your kids stuff expunged um, 
contact any of us. We are looking for partnerships in this. I know that there are other cannabis companies um, who want to be a member of this. We're a collection of community organizations, um, cannabis companies, criminal defense attorneys uh, that just want to give people a second chance here in the state of Michigan. Uh, also, this is something that's only available here in the state of Michigan. A lot of our grants here at Sons and Daughters are available state or nationwide. Um, this is not one of those. So, thanks for that. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, I look forward to coming back. All right, hey. yeah, Josie, we'll go ahead, Kevin. Oh, I was just gonna say, hey, Josie, give us your contact uh, information one last time for the listeners. Uh, Sons and Daughters and then uh, what other contact information do you have for expungement? Yeah, so sonsanddaughtersunited.org is our uh, slash expungement. will take you straight to our application. We're working on getting a Great Lake Network, a Great Lakes Network, expungement, Great Lake Expungement Network um, website up. Yep. You can contact us directly through the website. We're very responsive. Also, Facebook is a great place to uh, reach out and send donations. We don't pay um, any fees for any Facebook donations. So if you wanted to make it your birthday fundraiser, you could. Uh, there you go i'm gonna have to big push for that so all right josie that's awesome and and if anybody else out there that uh whether you're you could be an accountant you you know michigan and i mean marijuana companies we seem to carry a lot of the load for society right now with social justice and equity and that's what it's expected out of us but that's fine we'll do it so you can be any company out there that uh, they might hear about it or tell somebody else and it's going your money will directly go to people's lives getting expunged that, that's it there's no other you know, we're not doing it for anything else so besides that uh, please uh, go to sonsanddaughtersunited.org reach out to myself Jamie Lowell or Josie if you're a company that wants to give uh, we can help you out Barton Morris, Josh Cover, anybody. Uh, we want as many partners that we can get, and let's get everybody expunged, and let's get on with it. So with that, awesome show. Really thankful to have you on, Josie, and we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at RyanB at RedemptionCanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.